Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. I actually did my first solo show last week and it was kind of interesting because I went back, listened to it and there's a lot of stuff in there that jump from one topic to another. So it all talked about us being our own investors, whether it was time, money, emotions, uh, love, whatever it was, we are all investors and there's some tips and tricks out there to uh, keep in mind when you're doing, when you're investing in other people and other things. But today we have a very different show. It relates to the time of year we're at, especially in the Northeast and Northwest regions where it's sunny and and we get rain instead of snow. We can actually be outside. I have with me uh, Jesse Apollo, author of Urban Gardening. And uh, we're going to talk about planting a garden when you don't have space and growing money uh, with everything that you put into uh, your back, wherever you decide to put vegetables or, or uh, whatever you decide to plant. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Hi, Madness. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it, you know, how how long have you been gardening? Um, as an adult, maybe well, about um, 10, maybe 15 years now. Okay. And I, to be honest with you, I started digging in the dirt, digging in the dirt with my parents because I was forced to go pull weeds and all of that fun stuff. And little did I know they were teaching me about gardening then. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a lot of people do that for a pastime. And, you know, one thing you do get to do is uh, you get to eat what you grow. Am I right? That's absolutely right. That's correct. Okay. So which area in the United States are you located in? So we have like a generalized idea of what, what it's going to be like for this topic of urban gardening. Well, right now I am in the Southeast um, with most people or our gardeners who know I'm in zone seven, um, seven, eight, actually, because it keeps moving, but um, I'm in the Southeast, where it's okay. 92 degrees today. Wow, 92. I think it's uh, up here in the, level, in the great Northeast. It's like in the 80s, but the humidity has been horrible, um, especially with the last couple of rainstorms we've had come through, and there's actually more coming. But out of your experience of gardening and whatnot, what made you decide to write a book about it? Well, you know what, I, um, so if we back up pre-pandemic, um, I wanted a lemon tree because I love lemons. So I did some research and bought two lemon trees and I was in love. I bought two lemon trees and then I bought a pomegranate tree and then I bought a pineapple pear tree. And I know you said vegetables, but it really started with my um, fruits. Then I bought a blueberry bush too, and I was just having really good success with them. And I was just like, okay, if I can do this, um, surely I can do some vegetable gardening, but I definitely don't have the space that my parents grew up on or where I grew up. Um, we're talking, you know, almost acre of land where um, I didn't even have that. I don't even think maybe a quarter acre. And where in the world am I going to plant a vegetable garden there? So 
um, I realized that just doing some research and talking to different people and um, just looking around and seeing what other people were doing, I realized that I didn't need all of that space. Um, when you do different things like container gardening. And um, that really worked for me because it allowed me to move my um, containers wherever I needed them to. And since we moved over the years, um, I was able to still take my veggies with me. So I really love bell peppers. I love growing them. They're really easy to grow. Um, they do come with some issues like every vegetable does, but um, I've learned how to combat them. Um, so beyond wanting to teach people um, how to start gardening, I think that was the biggest issue was just people knowing how and where to start. And like anything, understanding that it's okay to ask for help and to find a support group. And that's why um, I started my Facebook group, Small uh, Gardening beginners so um i just with all my knowledge and experience and with me especially being back in the city um you know i could really use my knowledge and put them in a book because people started asking me you know well how are you growing this and how do you do this and what do i use i'm like well doggone it let me just put it in a book (laughs) so that's where that's where it began Okay. All right. So you're doing it from your life, you know, your life experience here, because you have gone from the giant area, you know, an acre, acre of lands quite a bit, especially for a small home garden and a lot to take on and a lot to take care of, but urban gardening, where does urban gardening come from? Well, it's, it comes from just what it says, urban. Those um, areas that are within the city, you're not going to get a lot of land if you have any land. Um, And really what it was founded around are those areas that are considered food deserts. So meaning that they don't have access to fresh vegetables. If they do, they look like they've been beat up in a boxing match or they're super expensive. And I, I just... It, that's where it it comes from. So just teaching the people who um, live in those type areas, or even in a, a small apartment, or you know places like that, that you don't have a lot of space like you would out in the suburbs. Um, that's where you get the phrase "urban gardening" from. Okay, okay, that may that clarifies a lot of things because a lot of people are out there. I was like, okay, uh, well, I don't live in an urban area. I live in a suburbs or a city, and you know, qualifying all of that as some of it is decided to have. Um, it is actually defined as an urban garden, but it's just a more technical term in the business. Am I right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, with everything that's going on out there. Um, in the world and, you know, shortages and whatnot, it is now a good time to actually start getting into urban gardening and, gar- and gardening in general, especially this time of year. My goodness, Madness, that is an understatement. Now is the time to jump into gardening, um, especially with everything that's going on in the world. People are, you know, one, they're tired of being in the house from, you know, COVID, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, outside and into the fresh air and sun, especially when you can't 
Um, be close to your family and friends. I don't know how people are, you know, acting with that right now, but um, it definitely helps you get out. Um, the other thing too, with inflation, guess what? Your yummy little bell peppers are not a dollar ninety nine cent for three. It's more like last time I saw almost four dollars for three. That's ridiculous. I can spend a lot less money on uh, seeds and get three to four or five times the amount of bell peppers than I would in the grocery store. So that and it's just a healthier way of um, living and eating. So um, I highly encourage anybody, you know, even if they claim, I hate this phrase, I don't have a green thumb. I got a black thumb. No, <laughs> you just have two thumbs. That's all you have. So um, I, I highly recommend it. Even if, you know, you don't succeed, try, try it again. Don't my, my, Biggest advice to anybody who wants to start gardening is start small, start small. You know, people think of gardening and they think they're going to go out and plant rows and rows of collard greens and, you know, melons and bell peppers and zucchini and all of these other luscious things. No, not for your first time. Maybe one or two, um, your favorite veggies, especially. Okay. And then, you know, start from there, watch it grow, watch it, you know, develop and, you know, take care of it, understand how it works, what it needs. And, you know, when you have your first harvest, you'll get that, that confidence that you need to continue with more um, um, vegetables and whatever. So um, that's my, that's my number one thing. My second one, don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask a couple questions about getting started here is what is one of the lowest maintenance, hardest to kill type of vegetable or plant out there for someone to start out with? Ooh, mm. well, let's see. If you try hard enough, you might be <laughs> mint. <laughs> mint is very in invasive, but, um, okay. Very good, but very invasive. So I, I think that is the hardest. But so far as a vegetable. Or fruit, whichever. Because I know people are, I know a lot of people that have, from personal experience, that have tried growing all these great vegetables that they love and every and whatnot, but they keep killing them and they give up. So what, out of all the things out there, what is one vegetable that is, like a pest and, and tries not to die <laughs> or it's very hard to kill. Well, you know what? I have tried recently to kill some collard greens, which I thought I did, but, um, dad gone it. They kept growing. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> finally, finally, after I stopped paying it complete attention, I did nothing to these collard greens because they were in a pot. Um, or grow bag rather, um, they finally flowered and nothing else. So I, at that point, it, it had become an experiment for me because um, I love the experiment. Love it. It's fun side of, of gardening for me, but um, I just want to see what they do. And okay. yeah, that, that was fun. I don't know if I answered your question because I'm 
I'm thinking, what can I do next? All right, well, we'll get back to that. But while while you're thinking on that topic is what are some of the things that are needed to start an urban garden, like uh, sunlight, like how much space or contain? How do you how do you start an urban gardening? Start an urban gardening first with a plan. And that's with anything in life. You got to have a plan. So first, you want to pick your favorite vegetable. Okay, which we're trying to figure out what is hard to kill. Kill. Yeah, that's a curveball right there. Not gonna lie. Let me, let me marinate on that for a bit. Okay. Start with a plan. Find out um, what season you're in because, of course, um, different vegetables grow in different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, like, and I know I'm really bad on this. I'm supposed to be um planting my uh lemon cucumbers still haven't done it yet but i'm going to and i have not gotten out of season yet okay because i am in the grow zone that i'm in i still got a little bit of time and a work <laughs> they might be a little bit out of luck right now to, to, to plant um some lemon cucumber seeds but anyway that's beyond point but okay what did i say pick your favorite have a plan pick your right. favorite um, figure out what you're going to plan in because, and I say that because and we're talking specifically about urban gardening. So you don't have a space or do you have space to plant and ground? Do you have space to have a raised bed garden? Do you have space to have um, your veggies in pots, grow bags, or whatever, you know, you can grow them in, make sure you have all that. Um, Number one thing, too, is soil. Do you have the right soil? You need to do your research and make sure you have a good uh, soil base. You need to know also where, where is your light, your sunlight during the, during the day. You know, very important. Uh, photosynthesis, you can't, can't live without it, whether you're planting outdoors or in. And you can plant indoors. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, I can't. Yes, you can Yes, you can. They're called grow lights. And that's definitely something that I address in my book. So don't okay. because we can. And there's something I want to bring up uh, in a little bit. But um, also, you have to make sure you're going to be able to get water to wherever you're planting your veggie. It always has to, to have water. And, and one of the biggest things that new beginners do, they overwater. You don't want to drown your vegetable. So you just have to understand how it needs water based upon where you live. Like right now where I am, it's 92 degrees as a high, maybe 97. I want to water mine at least once a week, a good watering, a good soaking, and just let it. As opposed to if it was cooler, I wouldn't water as frequently. Those are the things that they definitely want to start with as a as a minimum, as a basic. Okay, so we got a good base here. We we need to know what kind of plants we're doing, how much space, and you know, you definitely need a container to house the plant in because you can't have it sitting on your dining room table at the moment. Well, you can, but it has to be in the container. Yes. <laughs> okay. Not on your plate. So. But not on your plate. Plates do not work as well. Yes. Okay. So we got that. What are some of the benefits? Well. Like you were saying before, a lot of people have from being cooped in and whatnot. What are some of the mental aspects of actually being able to go out and do urban gardening? 
uh, th- I know a couple shows back, I we talked about um, investing in your mind, investing in into being mindful and being present at the time. How does urban gardening bring that to the table uh, to bring better uh, physical, physical and mental well-being? Great wealth, question. if you will. That's great, great question. Um, well, we know the most precious thing we all have is our health. If we don't have our health, we have nothing. So um, gardening is an excellent way to um, increase, improve, and grow your mental health. And I say that because you're physically moving. Um, and I know people are like, it's not exercise. Yes, it is exercise. Trust me, you carry enough soil bags around. Trust me, you'll um, but just digging in the dirt, I don't understand the mechanics, the chemistry about it, but it is very relaxing just to feel the sun, feel the air. It, it makes you slow down and breathe and relax to be focused on something else besides yourself and the problems that you're, you know, face on a day-to-day, you know, basis. So, and that's funny, I like to call it playing in the dirt like you did when you were a kid. So now that, you know, a little older, playing in the dirt is actually, you know, something that's helpful. So it helps clear your mind um, and just, it helps you relax. Um, just like people are like, oh, you should always exercise. I agree. But sometimes you don't want to hit the gym. You don't feel like walking. Mm-hmm. Right. Gardening is, it gets all all of it done. You're exercising, you're, you're, you're even though there's like, you can't relax when you're, you know, dragging dirt around or potting yet. Yes, you can, believe it or not. Like I said, you're focusing on something outside of yourself. And that really does a, a wealth of good to your mental um, state. And I definitely know because before I was in corporate America, oh my gosh, you talking about stress. Oh, it was very stressful. And my garden really, it really helped me to decompress from having to, you know, deal with the the stress of work and what's due tomorrow. What do I have to get done? You know, so it just took me out of that space and got me into a better headspace to deal with, you know, what's coming the next day. So. So you talked a lot there about that, especially when people start looking at this as work. What are some tips and tricks to fool your mind into making this into a pleasurable thing instead of like a work thing? Mm. Hey, if you have some friends, grab them. Grab them and say, hey, let's have a gardening party. Let's, you know, what do they call it? Um, They have those uh, parties called sip and draw where we're going to sip and garden, you know, have some (laughs) Come play with me in the dirt again. So that's definitely one, you know, Mm -hmm. get some some kids, get some friends, you know, have someone to to help you do it. That's definitely um, one way to do it. The other is just, you know, for people like me, I like to experiment just, you know, whatever you find that you like, you want to experiment on a seed, experiment on, you know, is it going to grow? Just like I think um, I was telling somebody recently that I found a video that said, okay, if you cut out the cucumber seeds and um, rinse them off and put some, what was it, 
cinnamon on them, put them in a wet paper towel and put them in a bag. They should sprout in three days. I'm like, stop, get out. I tried it. They hadn't sprouted yet. <laughs> so, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Let me go try it again. So while I'm digging seeds out of cucumbers, I have cucumbers to go into my cucumber salad. So I think it's a win-win all the way around. Did you use Cinnabon cinnamon on your cinnamon? As your cinnamon? I know people are out there thinking about it. It's different. <laughs> it is different. No, I'll try next time, though. That'll be okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Someone out there is thinking it. I know I'm thinking it. So it, it's, it would be a definitely a good question to ask right now for that part. <laughs> oh, you know what? You remind me of um, the grocery store. They'll have vegetables on one aisle and ice cream right across the aisle. I'm like, how, how cruel is that? Well, you're keeping temperature control right there. When the door is open, it keeps the, keeps the, fre- the fruit fr- or veggies fresher. Yeah. <laughs> Granted that ice cream's two for five and cucumbers are three for seven right now. You know, it's kind of mm, <laughs> exactly. it's a hard choice. It's a hard choice. Well, you know, if you grow your own, it's not hard choice. Get the ice cream and have your... Uh, your uh, cucumbers at the same time so but have you mixed them together no sir (laughs) sir. i'm sorry i'm sure someone has thought about it oh i was telling you about the zucchini cookie i am gonna try one day i'm gonna try it i'm Um, looking forward to one i'll try it i'm gonna try it i had zucchini noodles the other day so Mm -hmm. Zucchini noodles are actually pretty good. I'm I'm a fan of them. Uh, definitely use them as a pasta substitute. Yep, yep, exactly. I, I had some. That's exactly what I did. I put my um, what was a creamy garlic shrimp on the top of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that does sound good too. Now we're talking like urban gardening is as a personal thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen projects and communities actually come together and do this type of thing. So. What is what would actually be entail? Are there a lot of benefits to actually doing it as a group or community? Um, to, to doing that instead of doing it by yourself or uh, doing it both? What are your thoughts on that? That is that's a great question, and yes, they there are major benefits of doing it as a community. One you get to meet your neighbors and you get to meet the people that, you know, you see on the street and maybe have never spoken to, but you guys have a common interest to grow food. So together you can get it done quicker than, you know, you tilling dirt by yourself or, you know, you're planting seeds or seedlings by yourself. You have someone there to do it with. And that um, promotes um, community, the community spirit. Um, it also, if you have kids involved, it teach them life skills um, of working together, hard work, um, being outside is better than in front of your whatever video games they're playing or social media platform they spend their time on. Um, and it gets you um, the fresh food that you're looking for. But remember when I was talking about earlier, the food deserts. If right. we're you know, happen to live in that type of environment, we can use those 
plots of land that aren't being used um, of, with permission, of course, to you know, turn that land into something that's beautiful and thriving at the same time to feed the community. So I, I think it's, it's a multifaceted benefit as a community, for a community to work together. I love it. Okay, so not only doing it by yourself, but actually meeting other people if you decide to is definitely a, a, a way for mental and mental health. Yep. What do you say? Health. Yep, exactly. And it's the social aspect of that too. You know, as humans, we do need that, you know, to socialize with each other. It helps keep us mentally balanced. So um, that's definitely a health as well. Okay. That's, that's definitely interesting right now there Uh, on the, on the fact that communities actually do that. One thing, one place I know that we see um, when we're visiting somewhere is like New York city, that would be uh, on the rooftops. If uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they do do gardening as well, as long as the landlord lets you, or as long as the landlord doesn't know you're doing it (laughs) and, and out there to begin with, uh, so how how does that differ from where gardening there differ from where you're gardening at where you're living right now? Um, elevation. Okay. If apartment building and you're on a roof, it's definitely higher than where you would be, you know, in a house. But other than that, there is no difference. Soil, water, sunlight. They have to be present for all three. If you're doing traditional gardening, now. Okay. Hydroponics, that's a whole different ball game. Um, water, you know, your container and the nutrients that the um, particular veggie needs. So um, the apartment, I love rooftop for, it can work for anybody who's interested in um, that, making sure that the water is close to your garden. So mm-hmm. you get it hydrated easily and quickly. But the people in apartments also, you can um, garden on your balcony. You can bark and bark garden inside your apartment as well. Like I was mentioning before, grow lights are definitely needed um, if you're growing indoors, if you don't have lots of sunlight coming in. But if you're on a balcony, you can definitely garden if you're getting good sunlight. One of the, you know, the positives of growing on a balcony, you get less insects, bugs, you know, those big pests like, uh, like that. chipmunks, deer, unless they're there and climbing up you know the steps you won't get them and just I remember I was telling you the other day that I had a cucumber plant growing in my front yard we just moved and it yes guess what is gone What's did gone someone out? steal it did someone come over did you get them on camera that they actually came over to your house dug up this cucumber plant took it from you <laughs> I'm going to blame the community deer came and ate my a cucumber plant because at first I was yelling that our um, maintenance people had whacked my cucumber plant but my husband's like no and we checked the tape and it was a deer so hmm. always cover it up when you see it instead of waiting oh, I'll get to it no so wait um, on your balcony okay yeah, don't leave them out on the front where deer can get them. Understood, or rabbits, or any other vermin. Exactly, but vermin. 
brought that up. We need to talk about that. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're, we're almost out of time at the first part of the of the show already. It already flew by. I have Jesse Apollo here, writer of Urban Gardening for Beginners. Uh, we talked about some of the background that she has. We've talked about what our urban gardening is, where to do it, where not, where not to do it. Communities, as communities start urban gardening for socialization, for uh, being a community, actually to provide food, which we'll get into the second part of the show of why we actually do some of the gardening here. And on top of that, we've, you know, we found out that you have to protect your, your investment right there especially from deer and other animals and all and whatnot. We're going to talk more about that in the second part of the show. But as for right now, we're, we're actually running low on time. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back with Jesse Apollo, uh, we're going to get right back into ur- urban gardening and how it's going to actually make you money as well. I know people are wondering, how is this going to make me money? How, how is this on your show? What does it have to do with this? How relevant can it be to me? We're going to get to that in a couple minutes. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you after the commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. We are back for the second part of the Making More Money for You show, uh, Growing Money in Your Backyard. I have an author here and gardening extraordinaire, Jesse Apollo. And the first part of the show, we talked about what urban gardening is, why to do it, uh, some mental, some physical aspects of it that actually can help you out um, in those areas as well. But we're actually going to get into to the main reason why you're 
why you actually decided to tune in. One, you probably read the book, or two, you actually wanted to get some insight from why the book was written. But Jesse, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it. Oh, excellent. You know, we had a great conversation through the first part of the show. Now let's go into a little bit deeper type of things here is why, how can, how can doing urban gardening in such a small area help make the, help make our list, my, these listeners here and anybody else that reads your book more money? Well, you know what? Um, as we mentioned before, and I think I've talked to you and maybe some others um, extensively about this. I'm, and I'm always one to complain about this. Vegetables are expensive in the grocery store. They, I mean, just hands down. Again, my favorite bell peppers, there's no reason in the world why three should be almost $4. You wanna save yourself some money? Plant those seeds, take a bell pepper, cut the top off, harvest those seeds because you get hundreds from one bell pepper. You can save some of them, you can plant the others, and just one seed will garner you at least 10, 15 other bell peppers. I don't, I mean, if that's not saving, I know I'm not a super math whiz, but I think that's some savings right there. You know, I think over time, now one thing I do want people to know that it's not going to save you money overnight. That's not how gardening works. But if you invest the time up front, pretty much like investing in stock market, <laughs> See. you will get uh, your returns on the back end. So definitely that way. Grow your own food is a lot cheaper. And because it's from farm to table, you don't have to sit and wait for it in transit, you know, because of they're adding their, you know, uh, fees and things like that for having the food transported across the country or wherever they're getting it from. They are also probably charging you for um, treating the vegetables so they're last and look pretty in the grocery stores. You don't have to worry about any of those other expenses being added on to um, the cost of the vegetables if you're growing it yourself. And it's healthy. You know where it came from, what it's been treated with, if anything at all. Um, also, if you're growing a vegetable that is a high producer, you can definitely, one, sell it seeds, like I was saying before, if you save the seeds from just one bell pepper. You can share those seeds or sell them. Um, you can um, propagate the uh, seeds for seedlings and you can sell those seedlings. You can sell the bell peppers themselves at farmer's markets or um, a yard sale, or even they have, um, you know, different restaurants that tout that, you know, they are locally sourced uh, foods, veggies, um, and, you know, homegrown. Well, I would um, encourage anyone to engage with the um, restaurants, stores, anyone like that and say, hey, I'm growing an organic um, garden would you like to purchase uh, these vegetables from me? You know, that's another way. If you're looking for um, Christmas gifts for your loved ones, you can um, possibly sell your um, veggies if you know how to um, dehydrate them or, you know, pickle them. Or if you're growing 
fruit like strawberries or blueberries, you can turn those into jams and make, you know, gift baskets or birthday, you know, um, gifts out of them. So you're making money that way. There's a lot of ways you can, you know, make money with your uh, gardening adventure. So um, I did dedicate some, um, a chapter about how to make money uh, with your vegetable gardens. It was chapter eight, one of the last chapters. They give you a listing of the different ways you can make money with your um, vegetable garden. But that was just a few right there. So. All right. Well, you talked about a lot of points right there. First of all, people that are new to the gardening and gardening world, what are some other high yield vegetables? So people don't overplant and then they get over bombarded with all these things and wonder where everything is going and I can't do anything. And people start crying because they have no idea what to do with all the, all this food. <laughs> Outside of sharing with your family and friends. Um, yeah, don't. Yes, no. Well, people will only take so many of your vegetables. <laughs> I have noticed. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, bell pe- peppers are one of them. Um, aren't cucumbers uh, like tomatoes? Those Tomato- type of yeah. Um, your squashes, all of those type veggies are um, pumpkins. Yeah, they are your high yielding uh, fruits and vegetables. Yes. Okay. Uh, anything that can do produce massive amounts, yeah. because if you one, let me guess here from my gardening days, from actually doing it, one vine of cucumbers will give you what, like thirty cucumbers on average. Just so, just so people put this into perspective. Well, they they have three cucumber plants, three for five dollars. So I planted all three of them. <laughs> Bad <laughs> idea. Bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> You have the space, go for it. No space. No, don't don't do that. Give it away as a gift. Sell it. Something. But um, yes, those high um, producing veggies, you definitely, you know, if you can plant a few, that's fine. But then when you harvest, you definitely either sell, cook, um, pickle. I have a friend now that I sit here and think about it. He is he and his wife are great at storing and pickling uh, vegetables for, um, I guess, you, uh, survival and prepping. I think that's what they call it. So okay. that's definitely something that people want to think about as well um, in adventure of uh, in gardening. You know, looking at those um, survival and prepping techniques, you can apply that to gardening. So I highly recommend people, you know, think about that as well. Well, that's true, especially if you have multiple kids for cooking as well. You know, people constantly cooking something, going to the grocery store. The grocery store bills are ridiculous right now. Even if you buy, use the coupons and you use everything and buy things that are close out of date because you know you're going to use it. It's getting out of hand. And I I know for myself and quite a few other people, particularly that, they hate going grocery shopping. I'm for one of them because I, I don't want to deal with the bill afterwards, but I got it. We have to eat. Yeah. yeah. So, Hey, another way, you know what? My favorite thing is gardening. Cause I, I um, grow herbs as well. My favorite herb is rosemary. You talking about hard to kill. There you go. 
I mentioned mint first, rosemary is another. Um, I love walking out on my deck and snipping a few pieces of rosemary to put over my eggs in the morning. Best thing in the world. Um, cheaper than going to the grocery store and buying there because it's, it's like $5 for just a small container. I have four big containers of uh, rosemary right now and I started growing them three or four years ago. Yeah, still probably wow. love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, you brought up a great point with that as well. Uh, it's not just all about vegetables and fruits. Uh, herbs, herbs are a plant. Everybody just goes to the the spice aisle and grabs this little shaker thing, and it's like, oh, okay, I got all the herbs I need forever. And and there's an alternative to that, which is growing them, and right. they don't take that much space to grow. Yeah. They don't, and you can grow them right on a windowsill as long as you have that sunlight. Give them some water, depending upon their, you know, watering needs. Boom, right there, you got your own seasonings right there in your windowsill. So, the other thing too, I wanted to, to bring up as well: people thinking of herbs. You can make your own herbal tea um, from growing herbs. That's another thing. You want to make money? People love tea. You know, chamomile tea, mint tea, those type things. If you're growing it, you know, turn it into a tea. You know, sell it. Those well, that's that is a fantastic point. Is because some of the herbs and whatnot could be used as medicinal purposes or re- the old home remedies that work or supposed to work or whatever. That you can actually do that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Is to get the ingredients ready for for whatever and post it out there it's like oh, okay i have this and this we can make a tea out of it and go to town tea you can actually grow yep. as well yeah exactly yep and they're easy to grow herbs are very easy to grow so um if they if some beginner wants to start out with an herb and a veggie i think that is a great great way to go great way to grow <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's, that's very catchy right there so great great way to grow things Hmm. interesting that's intriguing now over the break uh while we're our listeners were out on uh commercial break we talked about people not only this is very scalable Mm -hmm. you know it can go from your tabletop or a windowsill all the way up to uh i'm gonna say to warehouses one one place in particular that is very pronounced in doing this is disney Mm. my last uh, my last trip down to disney after walking you know your five ten miles almost 10 miles for the day down there there's a boat ride that's in in land in the in the land area Mm -hmm. land building is where they take you on a little boat ride where they actually do their hydroponics is what we're talking about and they do vertical vertical gardening or urban gardening but it's industrialized and on the tour itself, they they specifically say that all the fruits and vegetables are grown in Epcot. Wow. Everything. Everything they use from vegetables is grown in Epcot. They don't <laughs> buy out. They are saving themselves lots of money and making lots of money mm-hmm. at the same time. That's nice. That and they can and they can say it's all organic and all this other stuff and charge the premiums for it and be healthy and 
Yes. And they already have the manpower to do it. Right. Exactly. So I, why, why can't we do the same thing? We can. It just takes a little bit of effort and confidence that that you're able to do it. And that's all. Again, I stress to people who want to do this, find, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do not be afraid to ask for help. And don't give up if your first attempt fails. Everybody fails at something at some time. Not everybody's going to go out and grow, you know, acres and acres of land of, of veggies off the first go round. Well, those acres and acres of veggies are diminishing because of development. Yes, you're absolutely right. Hence urban gardening. So um, the other thing too, it, it was funny because we were just talking about that too. Um, we were talking about the warehousing of veggies. And I was I mentioned too about the their vegetable or hydroponic gardening in trailers. I'm like, that's a great, you know, recycle of just some space that was sitting there. You know, and that's the other thing that I, too, um, I mentioned in my book, people tend to think that gardening can be expensive, and it can. If okay. you the, you know, high-end, top-end pots and um, tools and everything, that's great if you want to spend that kind of money. But I mentioned, too, in my book, um, how you can upcycle some things that you already have in your house. Um, for instance, I love the little... Um, egg trays that you get good brown eggs you get about 24 in there I just cut the top off punch holes in the bottom half and sit the top under the bottom because that it will become your drip tray but it'll okay. continue to feed the seeds when they need the water it will be absorbed up through the little small hole um, whichever is needed for the seedlings but um I think that is a great way to start out with 24 seedlings. Very easy to do. Um, I started out my last set of um, bell peppers in a cleaned out, washed bucket of my, my cat's cat litter. Once it was all gone, I washed and sanitized it and I filled it up with the dirt. I poked some holes in it so the water could drain and I put my seeds in there and up they come. It was the best. It was very exciting to watch. Now, I highly recommend that people don't stuff everything in a small container, um, that vegetables do need space. So if you're going to use a container, one, two, three max, depending upon the size of the container. But again, that's something um, discussed in my book. I could talk to you about that all day long, but I won't bore you with that. <laughs> no, it's not boring. It's it's very insightful about how even recycling and saving the planet and saving and cutting down on your trash bill is also another thing that to look into as you are looking to start gardening. Oh, because got something else for you too. I'm glad you said that. So trash, everybody has some, you know, you're cooking, you have, you know, eggshells and you know, scraps of food. Well, guess what? That is called compost all day long. So I know if you don't have the space, you can still buy those little small cans that you can just start composting 
um, all of those, you know, your scraps that can, can't compost um, meats or bones or anything like that, but definitely your veggies, um, believe it or not, even the um, toilet tissue rolls or the paper towel rolls on the inside, they're compostable. So instead really? of, yeah, you throw them over in a compost pile. They're made of wood and wood is definitely something, you know, sticks and grass and things like that can definitely go over in your compost pile. It's great um, nutrients you can give back to your plants. So definitely it's kind of like um, the circle of life. I know that's the <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the opening here or I would have played that as you said that I would have had it ready. But I would have probably got nailed for copyright infringement for doing so. So I'm kind of glad. <laughs> but yeah, it it's it's a wonderful thing. Something definitely um that people can do. Something something easy. You just got to be willing to try. That's all. But if you start composting things so that diminishes the the purchase of fertilizer then because mm -hmm. that's what fertilizer does is just give nutrients back but if you're doing it naturally that's another cost you can actually eliminate absolutely right you're absolutely right there you go so if you see your neighbor or someone down the street getting ready to throw out grass clippings or you know sticks ask them for it you know take it throw it in your compost pile because it will definitely feed your feed your garden. It will definitely have an ecosystem that's growing for you. Okay. That's yeah, that's definitely worth knowing right there. That you can save money by doing everything that you've already using and disregarding already. So that would save quite a quite a lot of time too, because now you're not going out to the store or going to the uh, hardware store. And, and buying it and then lugging it and getting it all over your car and having dragging your kids with you to try to go get it. So that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. You speak to, about kids. I think the fun thing with, do, with them is, you know, see what um, you can upcycle in your house. Okay. I've seen the most interesting thing, like um, old baby um, diaper changing stations people have used as a garden. Mm -hmm. um, I've even seen this jeans and underwear as uh, uh, container gardens. Hmm. I know it, it, it sounds weird, but it actually works. So okay. yeah, I've never thought about planting uh, anything in my jeans, but you know, hey, I'd be willing to experiment with that. But, well. you know, don't throw away those old forks. They can definitely help when digging in the dirt um spoons those type things so okay that's definitely great knowledge right there and i can't believe we're already almost out of time Stop. can you i i am dead serious i just got the notification it is we have gone through almost the second half of the show already talking yeah. about how this how gardening and planning in your backyard is making you money and we definitely covered that aspect of it because you can sell them, you can give them away, you can uh, trade, you can do bartering with your vegetables and with your time. And it's yeah. it's amazing that even the the full product of it, or actually certain parts of the plants that you've you've done, you can also sell as well. And it's all stuff that you can do 
with things that you have around your house. So Jesse, I want to thank you for being on the show because this is very insightful about this. And especially this time of year, because this time of year, people do have their gardening start garden garden started. But like you're saying in certain areas of the, of the United States or even in the world, because we're worldwide right now is that they can plant whenever, but they have to do their research on it. So can you tell everybody out there where we can actually get more information on this and you know where to find you in case we have inform you know we have questions so we can actually you know make this the best we can actually make it okay well of course first start good research is let's start your urban gardening the right way my book because I've done some research for you I've lived a lot of what I talk about in that book so that's good good resource for you. Um, also, if you go to jesseapollo.com, it will take you to um, where you can get additional resources to uh, understand where your grow zones are, um, understand what to plant, when to plant, depending upon what zone you're in. Um, it also will talk to you about the different pests and how you can combat them organically. Um, also, if you, you do, you know, I know everyone's on Google, Google it, YouTube it. You can definitely use those as great research um, options. Oh, okay. So that's, okay. So we got your book. We got a website. We can join your Facebook group yes. uh, to, to get you. What's yes. your Facebook group name again? It is Small Gardening for Beginners. Okay, perfect. Yes. That is great news. And uh, where can we buy your book at? Uh, definitely Amazon. Okay. If you just type in my name, Jesse Apollo, Apollo with two P's, it will definitely come up there. Oh, fantastic. That's, that's amazing. So we, this show, we have discussed what urban gardening is. We've gone through why it's good for your health. So the, the aspects of how it will help you socialize as well in your community and actually build community, mm -hmm. uh, as well as, uh, going through why it's better to guard to grow your own foods instead of going to the grocery store or farmer's market or whatever. And on top of that, we've found, you know, little niches and ways to make money as we do this because time is money. Everybody has a certain amount of time and we have very little, you know, spare time anymore with everything, with everything and anything that's going on in all of our lives. Uh, we have your resources uh, from Jesse Apollo, from jesseapollo.com. And, you know, it's wonderful for having you on the show today, Jesse. Thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for inviting me. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> You're most welcome. Well, that's it for the show today. But next week, we're going to talk about how you can actually take your exercising and your mindset of exercising on the road with you as we go through with my next special guest on the Making More Money For You show. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. Have a safe week. Uh, enjoy this lovely weather out there. And uh, plant a tree. <laughs> yes. So thank you for all turning in. Uh, this is Magnus Carter from Voice America, Making More Money For You. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.